What's up, Hannah? Welcome, Kate, to our podcast, That Took a Turn, the podcast. Is it a podcast? Yes. Are you sure? Welcome. This is a podcast. This is our first recording since our pod dog, Tony, has passed. It kind of happened suddenly, somewhat, but also definitely expectedly. He was suffering for a while from a kidney tumor. Um, but he was doing so well. He like, was doing really well. I would take him to the dog park mm-hmm. at least like once a week. Yeah. And he got all the compliments. He yeah. was hit on often. Often. By humans and dogs. He was so... It was kind of funny when... Um, when Wait, I don't remember who said it because I was in a state of emotion. But when we were at the vet clinic like saying goodbye to him either you or ak mentioned he's how is he still so handsome like he looks like a model even though he was for sure dead yeah but yeah looked so good (laughs) yeah he didn't even so was he 12 yeah yeah okay so 12 but he Mm -hmm. looked truly young and spry Yeah. yeah like we say that as a joke but Everyone was like, whoa, at the dog park. I'm talking about everyone. That's my only friends at the dog park. We'll put up a a picture of him on the Instagram, of course. Um, But yeah, he he was looking pretty good. So I know that dogs have a pack mentality, so they Mm. don't show pain unless it's really bad. Yeah. But he... Let's just put it this way. He showed all the emotions. Like, he was a sassafras. One time, I was walking him, and he stepped on a leaf and he started limping and I was like Tony what's wrong because you know sometimes he'll get little pokes stuck in his paw he's just being a drama queen and it was just a leaf a wet leaf stuck to his foot just being a handsome prince just being the most handsome prince that we could ever ask for I I think what I love most about how he kicked the bucket was he did it on his own fucking terms. <laughs> As AK so wonderfully put it, he was a frugal bitch. He was. So Tony deciding to pass on his own, I think was a little gift from him to me in saying... To be honest, I don't think it had anything to do with you. I think it was <laughs> all him. He was like, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. He was a good... Yeah. He was a good guy. So... Just a brief little uh, break-a-rooski. <laughs> I poured myself a margarita. And cracked a brewski. That's right. No, I, I didn't do both of those things. I did. Oh, you did both of those things. No, I did <laughs> We did both of those things. Correct. Well, okay. a toast to Tony. Yeah, a toast to Tony. He's the best boy. The handsomest of princes. Clink. Yeah, we clinked our mics. <laughs> As you probably know, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I learned something very interesting mm-hmm. the other day, mm-hmm. and I feel like you already know it because you had a dog. Sorry, okay. that's in the past tense. I know. Someday, though. That that also. Sorry to derail from yeah. what you were Freak saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna claim this space, this audio oh, space. Right you're now. gonna claim the space. Yes, ma'am. P.S. If you have ads. Yeah, claim this space. Yeah, that space. This is not a, this space, but 
the other space. Yeah, the other space. Because really, we want to support our listeners. We do. So send us an email at thattookyourturnpodcast.gmail.com. Send us an email, (laughs) whether it's our email or someone else's. Uh, Send us an email. (laughs) Send us an email. Period. Any hoosers. Sorry, Um, Hannah, that was a... But... What did you say before that made me interrupt you? Something I just learned. I don't remember. Mm. But I will in a second when you keep talking. I already know. Great. Goddamn. Uh, Anyway, I was going to say Jake and I have this uh, dream of an imaginary... Well, it's not imaginary. He will be real. (laughs) Vinny, the wiener dog. Yes. Also known as a what breed? Dachshund. Very good. Usually I say Dachshund. (laughs) Multiple people in my life have said that, including you, that (laughs) they thought Dachshund was Dachshund and that they were two different things. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. (laughs) Wiener dog is the the thing. Little little weenie. Also, I've been spending much of my hours on Pet Finder as a way to cope and just spend the time looking at other cute adorable babies that need Welcome homes to the and world love. of people who don't have dogs yeah yeah, yeah i know That's i know 3 a.m guilty pleasure i remember what i was gonna say earlier oh uh, finally <laughs> <laughs> it only took 30 minutes <laughs> um it's that like i've been i've been looking into the internet for advice on how to navigate the grief and just how to navigate losing a pet um and one of the things is a change of identity of like maybe you identified as a person who is a pet owner or who walks the big black dog in the neighborhood or in my case that's true the tony the carolina um, dog the carolina dog the the handsome handsome silver fox that this world has ever seen even when i'm walking i see someone walking with a dog that looks somewhat like tony yeah and i start to raise my hand to wave and then slowly lower it and just realize <laughs> that's not you anymore. Oh, it's okay. Sorry, that was probably sad. Um, but there's a change in identity and that I'm not a dog owner anymore in reality, yeah. but in the heart. You'll always own. Always be. Yeah, that sounds... We're not kid owners. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't own your children. Nobody owns a kid. Period. And if you do, that's a problem. You just have them. You cannot own them. No. Because that would indicate that you can sell them. And that is... Illegal. Problematic. Yes, that too. But... You can sell your dog. You can. Where does this line fall? You can sell your dog. Which kind of brings me to something that I was looking up for this week's episode. Uh Um... Before you begin, mm-hmm. my computer just, uh, mm. has yours been charging? Yep. Long enough? It's all good. Oh, great. Love it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I also need to adjust my legs, so that's perfect. If only it were time for an ad break. Too bad we haven't even started <laughs> talking about what we came here to talk about. That's okay. I'll take this time to say... Rate, review, and subscribe. But actually, guys, <laughs> don't just hear that. Actually, do it. please do it. You right now. If your name is 
Brooke. John. Laura. Greg. Patty. Sean. <laughs> I'm just naming random names. I'm naming all the names that are close to me. Ah! <laughs> if that, that, if we just said your name. Fuck. What? Oh, it was my margarita. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the glass for sure broke. Oh, no. I'm going to pause this. Okay. All right, we're back. I poured another margarita. <laughs> you guys, I just mopped. And now there's just tequila all over the floor. It's okay. But we were talking about the fact that you can pay for a dog mm-hmm. and no one judges you. But if you pay for a child... Well, you can also pay for a child. You just can't... Well, I guess you could sell Oh, like it. adoption? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Oh. And I guess technically you could sell in air quotes a child but that's getting into a very dark realm we do not want to get into I was thinking not a non-dark realm of like you're a surrogate you are carrying a Mm. baby who is going to be adopted by somebody I've definitely looked into that you don't get paid enough really yeah it's like it's like an average teacher salary what yeah that's what I'm going to school for you guys teaching should i just go to school for surrogacy yes <laughs> i don't think you need to go to school for that i'm gonna be a dog surrogate oh yeah that'll be fun that's cute is it it's not so amongst all this hubbub hubbub blue if you couldn't guess what we're talking about is the most beloved canine creature on earth cats precisely dogs <laughs> Um, so, I can't believe we didn't say the topic until just right now. now. I know. So, Tony was a senior dog, and because we're semi-honoring him in this moment, um, I discovered no, that... No, we're fully honoring him in this moment. Yes, this you're right. This whole episode is dedicated to the one and only Tony Domish, a.k.a. Handsome Prince, a.k.a. Silver Fox, a.k.a. My Best Friend. <laughs> I discovered that November is actually... National Senior Pet Adoption Month. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. I know. When so, did you adopt Tony? Mm, that's a good question. I definitely adopted him in the fall. Let's just say November for two shits years and ago. Gigs. Yeah. But um wanted to do just like a little plug advertisement for adopting a senior dog. So I learned that according to the ASPCA the adoption rate for senior dogs is about 25%, whereas for puppies, it's about 60%. So That's still pretty low for puppies. Yeah, I guess. I guess um, I'm just thinking, like... My main point was sorry. the poor senior dogs, though. Adopt yeah, senior dogs. Yeah, that's dog. a lot lower. 25% <laughs> is a lot lower. That's um, over... That's less than half the amount of puppies. You yeah. know what? Yeah. Everyone can do math. You're right. We don't need me to do the math. <laughs> but you're right. So, November is Senior Dog or Senior Pet Adoption Month, uh, which is super great because I adopted Tony as a senior. He was 10 when I got him. And he was your first dog. He was my first dog. The, the perfect guy. Um, I also wanted to adopt a senior dog because um, he was already trained like house trained he knew basic commands 
he already knew how to live with human family members. He never quite got the whole ball concept, though. No, he didn't know how to be a dog in the playing aspect. But we um, did. I taught him a new trick. And he only did it when he was feeling it. Yeah. Which made me realize how sassy that motherfucker actually was. <laughs> it was go long. I'd throw him a treat and he had to catch it. And he had to first, you know, not sit at my feet. Sit a little bit mm-hmm. further away so that it could actually be a throw. And it's proof that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. It's proof. Would you adopt a senior dog again? I have been thinking about that recently. And I, I think the next dog that I adopt will be a puppy I think you've done your service thank you I feel that I have had an experience with the senior dog and if I get a puppy I intend to own it until it is a senior and passes away um I'm so curious to see how that goes because mm-hmm. Tony was truly the most chill dog I've yes. ever met to imagine you with a puppy mm-hmm. the girl who sleeps in until like noon if she can <laughs> I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I know. I, I know you'll love the dog. It's going to be a different lifestyle. Yeah. Which is why, like, another perk of adopting a senior dog is that their puppy energy is pretty much gone. Far gone. Mm-hmm. If you're considering adopting, there's always a soft spot for senior dogs. They're beautiful. So I know the main, like, the main thing that I hear when I take Tony to the dog park and tell them about... <laughs> The adoption story or like oh I've known him for two years mm-hmm. because he was adopted as a senior dog mm-hmm. people always say oh I could never do that how because you get attached yeah so how was that for you yeah I definitely knew when I adopted him that I would soon be seeing the end of his life can um, I ask a follow-up question before mm-hmm. you continue do you think the fact that it was your first dog made it easier for you to do that maybe okay yeah um because you didn't have a childhood puppy experience yeah even seeing your dog experience but yeah i grew up with a puppy Mm -hmm. second grade through college yeah so to think of only seeing her as the pirate pup she was Mm -hmm. because she only had one eye at the end Mm because you know reasons we don't need to get into she loves pirating (laughs) That was the main reason. <laughs> I couldn't imagine adopting a senior dog because that was not the prime of her life. Mm-hmm. And to think, I guess you never knew him in his yeah. quote unquote prime. I yeah. think his prime was when he met you. Precisely. And I think that. More specifically, when he met me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a huge component too because I, I never saw him when he was a puppy or when he was young. Um, so yeah, the only reference point that we had was him in his senior days. And I think there's a certain honor and joy that you get when you get to care for an animal in their golden years and you get to know how they are being treated towards the end of their life. Yeah. And I think that's a really special thing. Yeah, I did. I, I did. I did at one point get him the buttons to try to see if he could learn how to talk and like communicate, saying like food outside. It. I. It. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. I, I tried to train our family cat as a, you know, kid. Yes. And she was really good at sit, lay down, sleep. <laughs> Those were the only ones she really knew. And then the rest of my family was like, 
why would you train a cat? That's so stupid. <laughs> and now I see all these videos of cats being trained and yeah. I'm like, I was a visionary. You were a visionary. For all you cat trainers out there, believe. Believe. For this episode, I was just like, want to do dog facts that maybe we don't all know. I love facts. And dogs. Exactly. Perfect. Keep it simple and low pressure. So, here are my dog facts. Okay. Dogs' noses have unique prints, much like human fingerprints. Ooh. Very cool. All dogs dream. Puppies and senior dogs dream more often, which, of course, I recall when Tony would dream, he would twitch his legs and make a little, like, whooping noise. Um, Whoop, whoop, whoop. Precisely. The twitching that you see in their arms or legs comes from less activated pawns in the brain. Wait, wait, less less activated what? Pawns. Like P-A-W-N? No, P-O-N-S. So, Mm. looked it up. Those are the parts of the brain that when you're dreaming, they inhibit your movement. So they prevent you from acting out dreams. So puppies and senior dogs have less activated pawns, which makes them move more when they're dreaming yeah so i thought that was pretty cool there was also a study that was done that i didn't look into very much because it was very confusing you mean you Um, didn't read all 50 pages of it i did not it's like you aren't doing this for a whole that's so crazy they purposefully inhibited the pawns and let the dogs act out their dreams (gasps) yeah um but essentially what was found was that they dream of normal doggy things which is very sweet like pointers point like hunting dogs will i know hunting dogs will like flush out a a bush with birds in it and try to they try to act out their normal doggy life things which is really cute that makes me nervous for my excuse me that makes me just like Concerned for my dreams because they're not normal life experiences. Mm-mm. They're very nightmarish. Like, yeah. I have nightmares almost every night. Is that weird? I don't think so. LMK. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have, have doggy dreams. Yeah, I know. Do they're you very... think if I start acting like a dog, I'll have no. dog dreams? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. No. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Okay. <sighs> but very sweet and pure puppy babies 75% of people as in pet owners sign their dog's names on holiday cards cute yeah very cute I love that that implies that the people they're sending it to also know the dog mm-hmm. it's a member of the fam for sure when petting a dog my mom didn't even let me sign my name on her card <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. You were, if I remember correctly, in one of your Christmas cards, for sure, you were like the front and center photo. Was I really? It was you doing the splits off of the diving board in your backyard pool. (laughs) I know that there were a number of Christmases, because my grandma would always take her Christmas card picture on Christmas, and there were quite a few of them that I missed because I was sleeping. It was like 7 p.m. It wasn't even like I was drunk or anything. I just was tired oh, I don't know but terrible. yeah I've been left out of so many family pictures oh well never again will that happen yeah that was a sarcastic you'll, sad voice you'll always be front and center doing the splits well 
That's okay. <laughs> Moving on. When petting a dog, blood pressure decreases and oxytocin oxytocin increases in both humans and dogs. I was going to ask, which species mm. are we talking about? Both. Although, the effects are most prevalent in the human. Really? Mm-hmm. So petting a dog is better for the human than it is the dog? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest dog on record... Scooby-Doo. I'm surprised you didn't say Clifford the Big Red Dog. Come on. Godzilla. It was... (laughs) (laughs) Come here, boy. (laughs) Can you imagine? Gorilla's over, hits only five buildings on the way. You're like, oh, you're learning. Oh, boy. You're so cute. The largest dog on record was a mastiff named Zorba. Sweetie Baby, Aww. weighing in at Wait, 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 guess. so his name was Zorba Sweetie Baby? No, 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 Zorba. <laughs> Zorba, I added in the Sweetie Baby. Weighing in at guess. 137 pounds. 343 pounds. What? <laughs> Do you want to see a picture? I, Yeah. Wow, okay, so this picture is of said dog in a car, mm-hmm. but the dog's, like, bigger than the car. <laughs> There's a human in there, too, that's looking at it lovingly, but they should not be. They should be running for their freaking lives. <laughs> we will definitely put it up on the Instagram, but... Zorba. Zorba, hefty, hefty being. Um, One bad bitch. This dog also reached a length of eight feet from nose to tail. What? Wait, yeah. to the like tip of the tail? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what a normal dog length, regardless, that's I like know. two feet more than a tall human. Right? Right? Whew. Insane. Also, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the smallest dog on record was known as Miracle Millie, a chihuahua, Aww. weighing one pound... And standing at a height of 3.8 inches tall. Do you want to see wow. a picture of her? Yes. So this picture is slightly <laughs> different. I can barely see the dog in the picture. <laughs> Very tiny. Mm-hmm. There's a hand under said dog, and it's much bigger than the dog. Very, very. Can fit in the palm of a hand. I bet it could even fit in a teacup. Um, I bet you can't guess... Anything else cool about this dog, Millie? It had puppies? Honestly, in a way. (gasps) Millie is also the most cloned dog of all time. Whoa. According to findlaw.com. That sounds like not a dog website. No, no, no. (laughs) Millie was cloned... 49 times. She was originally... Can you just back up? <laughs> How do you clone a dog? So, they use the same process as when they cloned Dolly the sheep way back when. In 1996. Not, this rings no bells. It was like the first cloning experiment that science had. They tried to clone a sheep and they were successful at it. Did you say 96? 1996. That's like... What if we are just clones? Uh, I d- <laughs> we were born two years after that. 
Mom? Mom. So the method for the the cloning is the cells are taken from the original pet. The nucleus with the DNA is removed. Love is added. Love is injected. <laughs> M- mucho, mucho love. Mucho, mucho. <laughs> Another egg cell of a donor pet, which is roughly the same size as a mother because it needs to carry the mm. fetus to term. The DNA is replaced with the clone pet DNA. And then the, the egg cell is given a small electric shock stimulate division and then after a few days the developing embryo is placed back into the donor mother so it's like dog circusy but it ends up being the same dna of a previous existing dog yeah i gotta be honest i really it's weird well i yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) essentially the dna is swapped and put into a donor and then the baby is born with not the mother's DNA, but the clone's DNA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. So. So it's not dog surrogacy. Not dog surrogacy. Well, yeah. Not dog surrogacy. But dog surrogacy. But dog surrogacy with a clone. Little Millie was cloned 49 times. She was originally supposed to be cloned only 10 times. Um, with the approval of her owner, of course. How about her own approval? That's a good question. I don't think she ever... Barked twice for yes, once for no. I don't think she ever approved it. She never barked. Mm -mm. So nine of the clones were supposed to be for research purposes because she was so small. They wanted to research how a little itty-bitty dog could function. Bacteria survive? What do you think a small dog that's one pound can't survive? I know so many things smaller than a pound. Do you want me to name them all? (laughs) A very good point. Germs. Bread. (laughs) (laughs) Bread. Yeast. I knew a kitten smaller than that. (laughs) And then the tenth clone was supposed to be for her owner to keep as another... Gross. Yeah, interesting. Um, Uh, Maybe not gross, but... Yeah, it's something. Ethically concerning. Ethically concerning. So, Selma, who, which is the last name of the owner, breeds chihuahuas in Hollywood. She has a whole corporation. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, she now owns all 49 clones. So, after Selma found out that Millie was cloned 30 mi- 39 more times than originally agreed upon, she sued... The lab. It was a South Korean biotech lab. Wait, so she didn't even know that... Mm -mm. She agreed to 10 clones. Nine for research, one for her. Did the process of cloning Millie, the dog, Mm -hmm. harm Millie in any way? Or did they have to do any... Did they have to re-extract her DNA? Or was it just one extraction, they could go from there? I think they could just... Well, I don't know. I'm no scientist. But you I also seem pretty scientific. I also don't think it's that difficult to get DNA from anyone or anything. Good so point. I would assume that Millie didn't have to go through any painful or extreme process okay. to obtain her DNA. So this yeah, alright. Yeah. So this lawsuit is a little sus. It's just it's interesting to say the least. Cloning dogs is a little sus. Mm -hmm. It is, indeed. Um, 
So when she found out that Millie was cloned 39 more times than originally agreed upon, she sued the South Korean biotech lab for a breach of their cloning contract. As we all would. Fair enough. So upon that lawsuit, uh, Selma, the owner, ended up with all 49 clones. That's what she got out of the deal? <laughs> um, <laughs> Hardly seems okay. Yes. I, I looked more into this biotech lab. Um, for $100,000 per clone, grieving pet owners can pay the biotech lab to recreate their perfect pet. And that that seems to be the aim and the opportunity of this biotech lab. So... If you so have you a spare have Tony back. Yeah, if I, I you know what I definitely do have his DNA still because his right. hair is everywhere. So now all you need is $100,000. Perfect. You're so close. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but when I was looking up that and I just saw the I looked up like the largest dog on record, the smallest dog on record, and when I saw the smallest dog in tandem with in the search engine it had said most cloned dog of all time. And I said, what the fuck? Can Do- I clone my dog? What the fuck? And yeah, that is... Uh, that that's... would actually be a great experiment for for nature versus nurture. Mm. Because yeah, they may have the same DNA, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean... It's the same thing. Right. It's the same guy. It's the same gal. That's a lot of money to pay for a gamble. Yeah. But I guess if you are going to spend $100,000 on a dog... It better be a clone. It better be a clone. (laughs) Or a dog that can fly. Yeah. Or talk. Or drive. Yeah. Or have thumbs. Or cure cancer. All of the above. Yeah. And some. I guess $100,000 isn't even that much in today's money, but I'm like, $10 feels like a lot in today's money. Yeah, yeah. Those are my dog facts. That was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was ridiculous and funny. I thought it was intelligent and well researched. Why? Thank you. And I have to pee. Great. It's time. It's time for a break. Bye. Should we clone our break? Too bad it's already been cloned. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about all the good things. Me too, dude. Anything that you want to share, give a shout out to. Promote. A creative pursuit. Small business. We got you. This airspace could be yours for the price of zero dollars. Zero dollars. Email us at thattickaturnpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to include some info, what you'd like us to say, and we'll read it on the air. You support us, we want to support you. So I guess back to the episode? Bye. Adios. Well, this week, given that the topic was dogs, first, I looked back on the slideshow that I made in college. Oh my god. Along with the spreadsheet of what is the most expensive dog, etc., etc. That's brilliant. I forgot that you made that. Oh, never forget. (laughs) <laughs> That's once again the 9-11 hashtag. <laughs> Cannot steal it. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, Hannah alerted me to the fact that I've been putting my research notes in our shared Google Drive. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed, like, the goal is to keep what we both bring to the table for each podcast recording a secret. A secret. Turns out I've been sharing it freely. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so it's a surprise to you, listeners. It's not mo- to Hannah. It's mostly a surprise to me too. I stopped reading pretty soon, but I couldn't help myself. Mm. I looked a little bit. When was the last time you looked? Mm, yesterday. Have- yesterday? Mm-hmm. I procrastinated a lot. Okay. Well, that's a lie. I procrastinated my schoolwork a lot, mm. so then I really beefed up this uh, <laughs> research, because dogs. Dogs. So I want to talk about the life of a working pup. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dogs are best friends to many, but their greatness goes beyond friendship. Because many of these good boys and girls maintain full-time jobs. They do. Yeah. There are the obvious hardworking canines... Serving as C&I dogs, therapy animals, or even police pups that Cute. rely on their sense of smell to solve crimes. Cute. Like, how cute of a murder. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like a little, a pup just going, and you're like, oh, look at you, you're so cute. Oh, it's dead body. I don't even care. If that happens to me ever at some point. You want to be found by a dog? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Right. I want to be found by a good boy girl. I will let whoever murders you know <laughs> to have a dog lead them there. Nope, no, that's not. Other way. <laughs> Other way around. I will get a dog. Good. Train it to smell you and only you. Good. And then when you die, <laughs> we'll know. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, some dogs have full-time jobs, which is more than I can say. And, <laughs> and uh, Andrew Lisa's Stacker.com article, heartwarming, heartwarming stories about dogs saving human lives, they share the story of Major, a Labrador Pitbull mix, who mm-hmm. saved his human by calling 911 10 times after his human had a seizure. Yeah. The dispatchers thought it was a prank call, so they kept hanging up. But Major kept calling. Oh my gosh. And saved his human because of it. I'm not gonna lie. I read this story on the internet in preparation for this podcast. Oh, so you didn't read it on my shared Google? No, I did not. Drive? No, I did not. My shared Google app? But that's such a good dog. I can't imagine. Yeah. How did it learn to do that? How does a dog use the phone without thumbs? Right? I do not know. I guess, I think Major was a service dog because his owner had, was a veteran with um, pretty severe PTSD is what it sounded like. Yeah. But regardless, even a service, the fact that you can even train a dog to use a phone. Yeah. I don't even know how to use a phone sometimes. Anyway. Very good job, Kate. Is this (laughs) just me talking about the ways dogs are better than me? (laughs) (laughs) Because it will always be true. Dog will always be true. <laughs> no. You know what? If you ever replace me as a co-host on this podcast, definitely do it with a dog. Okay. Cool. Cool. Glad we have that down. It'll never be another human. In addition to the pup fashions I already mentioned. Oh. 
was I was attempting the pun on professions. Like mm, profession. Uh I was thinking confessions. No, it was Profession. In addition to the dog jobs I already mentioned. <laughs> The American Kennel Club's article, 15 Unique Jobs Only Dogs Can Do, by Jan Risen. By Jan Risen. I'm not questioning. (laughs) Dogs may even find work as disease detectives, art guards, and avalanche rescuers. Good boys and girls. Hannah, what do you do for a living? Is it anything nearly as influential or cool? Well, I work- I'll answer for you. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Clearly. <laughs> In the spring of 2020, the working dog center at UPenn's state. I, I just like skipped a sentence, so I, mm. I read at UPenn's Labrador Retriever, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what? Okay, <laughs> go back, go back. <laughs> the Working Dog Center at UPenn's School of Veterinary Medicine started training eight Labrador Retrievers, there it is, that was the next sentence, mm. <laughs> to sniff out COVID-19. Oh. Yeah. What? But training dogs to sniff out diseases <laughs> <laughs> is far from new. Okay. This is a quote. I should say, I didn't write these words. I, well, I was just reading the rest of it, and it's just, like, not interesting. I mean, it is. It says that dogs can sniff out cancer through poop. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, say more about that. All right, I'll just read what I wrote. Yeah, good. But I didn't write it. It's the quote. Many dogs are trained to sniff out rare diseases such as cancer and even Clostridium difficile. Okay. Also known as C. diff. Okay. <laughs> A dangerous bacterium that is transmitted through feces. Okay. AKA, dogs can smell poop and know if you have cancer. That's so interesting. Yeah. I That was AKA and that was pretty poorly cited. I did also read at some point in the last 24 hours on the internet that dogs have detected breast cancer in their owners by like just like barking at... Yeah. Are you about to say this? No, I wasn't. No. Okay. But I just, yeah, dogs have a sense of smell that's 10,000 to 100,000 times better than the human sense of smell. Wow. Which also reminds me of, so the book Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. In it, he talks about how back in early human days, like very, very beginning of human times, People actually had such advanced olfactory. Mm. Um, they were able to smell very, very well to the point where if the group of humans was having a meeting trying to decide, like basically voting on mm-hmm. whether or not to go to war with another tribe or to say from here on out all of the men in our tribe need to wear ties (laughs) (laughs) instead of answering with their voices you could smell the answer what like you can smell the pheromones of fear or courage or wow yeah let's go to war so yeah humans used to have a very developed sense of smell as well we've just lost it 
as we've evolved because we haven't needed it. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and our societies have gotten a lot bigger, mm-hmm. so you can't just smell the opinion in a room. Yeah, you can't smell everybody at once. Yeah, you can't, like, vote for president and just take a whiff of America. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. If only. If only. If we were dogs, we probably could. Dogs are also art connoisseurs, a.k.a. art protectors. In what way? For example, and I quote, The Boston Museum of Fine Arts has come up with a way to protect artwork, delicate materials, wooden objects, and books from bugs. What? Answer, a dog. From bugs? Bugs. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a really big issue. Okay. Anyway, a Walmariner puppy named Riley is being trained to sit down in front of an object when he detects the smell of a bug. Oh, since humans can't smell insects, which I beg to differ. If you ever smelled a box elder bug or a ladybug for real, or I don't know, Hannah and I killed two fruit flies before this episode began. Yeah. Well, I didn't smell them. I I bet they have a scent. Yeah. I sensed them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If we try hard enough. So basically Boston Museum of Fine Arts, give me a job. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I guess Riley can save countless hours, dollars, and heartache by detecting the offending insects. That's before amazing. Before the damage is done. Go Riley. I argue I could do the same. Yeah, but Riley's special. I guess. You can't argue that. Guess what? The next part of my story, I copied and pasted. <laughs> and have already read. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> When dogs aren't saving lives or sniffing out evil, they occasionally broaden their <laughs> heroics to include saving democracy. What? That's right. One Republican oh. <laughs> okay. even got China's panties in a bunch. What? Yeah, according to Jeremy Thomas's article on MercuryNews.com titled, Bosco, Sunil's dog mare lives on in spirit. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy Thomas. He wrote this, like, fine-ass article. Oh. Honestly impressed. I read a lot of it. I read all of it. The pooch that saved democracy is Bosco, mm. a midnight black Labrador retriever Rottweiler mix. Now I'm quoting from Jeremy Thomas himself. As locals tell it, Bosco's candidacy was a joke that took on a life of its own. (laughs) Sitting around a local bar one night in 1984, two men, Honest Paul, Zeiss, and Wolf. (laughs) What kind of names are those? Don't hate on on their names. Their mothers give them those. You're right. Kylie Jenner almost named her child Wolf, so. Mm. Mm. Traded barbs about... Do they trade women named barb? I don't understand what that means. I don't know what it means either. Anyway, they were arguing or discussing who should be Sunil California's unofficial mayor. I'd like to say official mayor. Uh Uh-huh. They said unofficial. Bosco's original owner, Brad Lever, retorted that Bosco could beat them both. I bet he could. Turns out... Bosco ran as a Republican with the campaign slogan, Bone in every dish, 
a cat in every tree, and a fire hydrant on every corner. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Bosco's unconventional platform suited Sunil's eccentricities. If you're from this town in California, I'm so sorry. I really don't know how to pronounce it. It's S-U-N-O-L. Sunil? Sunil? Sunil. That's what I was saying. Hmm. Anyway. I feel a lot of different ways about that. Um, politically, I feel conflicted. Very conflicted. Why do you say that? Uh, because a dog should not be a mayor. However, a Excuse dog me? should definitely be a mayor. <laughs> All right, there it is. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. you were going to say it's because he was a Republican. No, it's a both and situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Although to only you. Republican is... Might just make you change from a Democrat, a Democrat to a oh. Republican. Oh, That was just like a knife through my soul. That's that was right. too good. That's right. Oof. Guess who will be voting for in the midterms. Wow. Bosco's platform and... Politics mm. must have suited Suno, California's citizens. <laughs> Longtime resident Dave Rogers, the landlord of Bosco and his owner, remember the election well. They said everyone knew Bosco, so he just became a write in candidate and he won all the votes. It was pretty much a landslide. <sighs> he was the best mayor we ever had. Bosco was mayor from 1981 until he passed away 15 years later in 1994. Wow. Causing international intrigue and fighting for democracy through his politics. Oh. Just gonna take a little sip of water right here. Man, I really hope we're still recording. Let me just like double check really quick. What if I was just telling you the story, but not? I would be. We're still recording. Sad. Uh, not a burp. So many burps to cut out of this episode. Out of every episode, are you kidding me? <laughs> I burp S- so much. Especially this one. This one especially, you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought this one was bad. <laughs> 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 oh, well. In 1990, China's People's Daily Newspaper ran an editorial attacking Bosco's election. <gasps> what? That's right! They said <laughs> that it's proof that in Western democracy, there's no distinction between people and dogs. And I just want to say, you're damn right. You're damn right. Dogs are better. <laughs> so if there is a distinction, it's that. We have a mess of a situation over here, so of course we will elect a dog. I would. I would too. They wouldn't pay $100,000 to clone a dog. Of course not. Whatever, major losers. Mm, they don't get it. Just kidding. Not everyone in China's a major loser. Just the people who wrote that about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> in response, though, a group of Chinese students decided that they were going to adopt Bosco for a hot second. Mm-hmm. And they took him to the Chinese consulate in San what? Francisco. Whoa. To serve as a mascot for freedom. Oh, okay. Yeah, in protest of the Tiananmen Square riots, I believe. Yeah, in protest of the Tiananmen Square unrest slash riots slash Tiananmen Square riots. I don't know what that is. 
it was a big uh, have you ever seen a picture of a man standing in front of a tank in China and it's just him and there's a tank and it looks like it's gonna mm, I don't I don't think so you have we were in okay. a lot of the same classes where okay. they did show okay, that okay. but it's cool that you remember any history <laughs> <laughs> it was a big moment in China's um history it was essentially citizens were standing up for democracy Mm. communism didn't like that Mm. i didn't look into it too much i kind of just you went you would know you went with the dog yeah i i'm not talking about china (laughs) you're talking about i don't care about china i care about bosco i do care about china but I care more about Bosco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was the mascot for freedom. Stillman, his owner, agreed. And him and Bosco, along with the students, piled into an El Camino and drove to the consulate, holding a pro-democracy rally Wow. the dog in tow. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, democracy is good. It is good. Tom Stillman is quoted saying... I don't know what they were saying. I can only imagine talking about this uh, pro-democracy rally. I don't know if he changed the world or anything, <laughs> but he became a symbol for democracy. Aww. Thanks, Tom Stillman. That was a real inspirational quote. <laughs> I don't know what they were saying. Thumbs up. <laughs> but it maybe didn't change the world. Quote, Tom. <laughs> oh, well. Also, the name Bosco. Perfect. I just remember Bosco sticks that they served at school. And Delicious. Was, oh, the best lunch. In fact, I would beg my mom to buy them at Costco. Ugh, and then so she got the pepperoni version, and I was just so sad. Mm-mm, you got that. probably thought they were better, but I did not. Breadstick, cheese, marinara sauce. That's right. Oh, Just carbs and fats and tomatoes. Bosco. Don't worry, though. Bosco's not alone. James Palsy, excuse me, Paisley, James Paisley, Natalie Colarossi, and Kelly McLaughlin detailed the many dog mares of America in their insider article, Reliable, Friendly, and Masters of One-Way Communication, Meet the Dog Mares <laughs> of America! Wow. Dog mares are in small towns across Minnesota, California, Colorado, and Kentucky. I've lived in two of those states. That's right, you have. Where I want to know where these dogs are from, where they are mares of. Well, in 2008, Lucy Lou, a border collie, was the first female mare of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Shut up. Mm -hmm. The first female mare was a dog? Correct. (laughs) Come on. What do you think her campaign slogan was? Bitches be political. That's good. Uh (laughs) It was the bitch you can count on. Of course. Which is great. (laughs) The Border Collie stepped down from her role as mayor to run unsuccessfully for president in 2016. Oh. Tragic. Do you know who did win that presidency? Mm, Don't want to talk about it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Must have been another dog. And the most recent canine candidate 
that won the election for mayor of Georgetown, Colorado, Parker the Snow Dog. Aww. He's committed to bringing hugs, love, and cookies to the people of Georgetown. Cute cookies. What else can you ask for? Parker is the official mascot of Loveland Ski Area. Oh. Yeah. And he's known to rub elbows with various Denver Broncos. Oh, shut up. Of course. Colorado Rockies and news personalities. Of course, all those known. What? Across the country. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, all those known figures want to get in good with the snow dog. Of course. In fact, a lot of times when at least the pre-2010 dogs that ran for mayor won every vote. Like, wow. literally every. The write-in was every vote. These are all honorary mayors. They're not right. actual Legit, mayor. yeah. Well, uh, some of them might have been, but it's in, like, townships that didn't actually need a mayor. Okay. So it was more... Yeah, if they were legit mayors, that's genuinely concerning. And I, I don't blame China for thinking we're stupid. Exactly. Exa- I fully agree. However, I feel like, can we still be stupid and love dogs? Yes. yes. Can we be smart and love dogs? Yes. yes. You can love dogs no matter what. Yes. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I have for you. Hmm. The fact that that's the U.S. A- is so free... It's not even rock, a human that's rock always and making roll. the rules. Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Did you know that Who Let the Dogs Out was, that song, was originally about unattractive women? Yeah. Terrible, no. right? Terrible. Uh, I know. Damn. I know. That was in Rugrats. Well. Dogs are good. Dogs are great. Yeah. Someday I'll get another pup. And I'm thinking a, a little girly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Someday I'll be mayor and I will have a dog as my second in command. And I will clone that dog and have the same one as you because that's what I need. Thank you for listening to our dog episode. Rip Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my margarita, may Tony rest in peace. Oh, God. No, (laughs) don't say that about my dog. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Goodbye, best friend. (laughs) Goodbye, my (laughs) Why? We don't know how to end this podcast. I'm going to be the mayor of this podcast and say it's over. (laughs) It's over. This episode is done. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a dog, and if you don't, I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about dogs we don't have. Yeah. Have a good one. See you next time. On that took a turn. Adios. Stay positive. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to That Took a Turn. The podcast. Written, produced, and everything by us. Kay Geary. And Hannah Domish. It's pretty DIY. If you're digging the pod, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to That Took a Turn wherever you're listening to this podcast. I mean, if you made it to this point, you at least were, like, bored enough to listen. I know. Either way, you can also check us out on Instagram at That Took a Turn Podcast. Special thanks to Garrett Burns. Our theme song is by Music Unlimited. This has been... Productions.